0: You are listening to Video
1: Games to the Max. Hello and welcome to a special Final Fantasy VII Remake spoiler cast. We probably should have done this at least like a week ago, but somebody's been taking forever uh, to beat the game, so we had to to do it now. But might as well take this time and uh, I guess a lull in video game news to do it now before things keep increasing with this summer of gaming stuff that's going on. Uh, so, joining me here with this Video Games to the Max special is, of course, the one and only Always here with Sir Mark Morrison. Howdy. And also here, Mr. Jens Dietrich. Hello. And Randy Isbell joins us again as well. Hello, hello. Before we get started, because it just, it happened uh, early yesterday, I feel like we, for those of us that um, have some Uh, knowledge of who this man was and what he meant, I guess, to a site that we used to still write for, kind of still write for in my case. Uh, Larry Zonka, for one Mania, uh, passed away. Um, We were told about it early in the morning on uh, Monday. Uh, He did have to have his uh, leg amputated at some point. Uh, last year and I don't know if it's complications from that or he I know he was uh, starting to you know feel ill or what it was but just want to reach first of all you know condolences to his family and everything he leaves behind uh, a wife and and kids which is always you know painful but uh, Randy I don't know how much uh, you dealt with our, our former boss there but Any memories or anything about Larry or or just reading his writing? He was a wonderful wrestling guy. Yeah,
2: absolutely. He's the guy I would always go to just to read recaps after I'd watch a a pay per view or if I just wanted to get caught up on a a Raw or SmackDown and I didn't want to spend the the hours to watch the whole thing, I'd just go on to his recap. And he was always really fair with that kind of stuff. But uh, I was there at 411 full time for like a year in the now defunct sports zone that they had. And would help out here and there on like the game section and and wrestling section so i didn't like work with larry a ton but when they first started doing podcasts and stuff i know i was on the phone with him a bunch and he was always just super helpful even back then and i just from all i've been able to read and stuff today from everyone that still works there and, and helps out there that he was always there to help everybody and obviously he i mean his fingerprints are all over that site, so I mean it's a sad loss, obviously like you said, for his his family and all that stuff too as well. But he's a great guy.
1: Mark, I mean I don't know how many dealings you've had with him because he doesn't have uh, like... a
3: ton. Like I would I follow him on Twitter and I would like needle needle him or joke with him occasionally. I don't even, I don't even think he really knew who I was. Um because he didn't follow me, which I thought was funny. But yeah. that was about it. <laughs> Like, Jeremy kind of acted as the uh, intermediary between us, but that was it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, Larry was mostly a wrestling, and he did a lot in the MMA zone as well. He was one of the major guys of why that zone functions and exists, and is fairly big as well. Um, So... But he had fingerprints everywhere because when he wasn't, and it's amazing, it's, he is going to have, I don't know if he will ever be able to be, uh, replaced. You talk, you know, those, when someone that meant so much to something and you say it's gonna take 10 people to do this one person's job, it might take 100 people to do what Larry did, uh, for that site. Uh, every single night reviewing wrestling shows and a lot of times even reviewing the stuff that like, main event uh, super st- stuff that like it's like why the hell would you waste an hour of your time you know reviewing this crap you know and it's like he does it you know and it's i mean yes he's getting paid for it and everything but it's like it's just a passion that that man has and a passion also for one one this is a guy that's been there from the beginning from the beginning of when four one one existed in what 1996 so like um you know this show itself may not be affiliated with the with 4 one anymore um but it exists because of 4 one you know it was started by steven randall who was very much a one of those 4 one uh old legends that was around even before i was around i've been there since 2006 and i still remember when he sent me the email we were doing a wrestling column on myspace when that existed you know and he My said
3: Sp- myspace yeah. is forever
1: yeah, my, my space. And he said, Hey no, we want you to bring the entire column over to the to the wrestling zone and so that's kinda how I started and I was there from the beginning of the game zone in two thousand seven when that was brought you know, brought up because they had a game zone before, I think it was called like the black and white or something like that. Um uh, back terrible. In the, yeah, back <laughs> in the early, early days, um that didn't really go anywhere. And thanks to Ramon Aranda who now works at two k as part of their PR team, and uh, you know Adam Lark, who's still the main editor there, that kind of was able to actually make some waves and then flourish a little bit. But I mean, it helps a lot to have the power of 411 itself, and just every day there's people there writing news, doing things, and Larry was a huge part of that. And it's just it's it really hurt me today to like that's somebody that I thought. I'm gonna be talk, hearing Mark talk about phone one and be like, "Oh, Larry's still doing his thing, you know, and he's he's forty three and to you know hear about that this morning was just absolutely absolutely heartbreaking for me, so yeah, uh so I just just wanted to take that time to kind of give him a little tribute and say thank you to him because he i mean he had I mean, partially part of him and she says the reason why this podcast is not affiliated with them because they wanted to have their own podcast thing. And, and he was starting to really make a big deal with his podcast as well. And, you know, just another thing that we'll see what happens, uh, now, yeah. but it's just, uh, it's absolutely just so crushing for that. But, uh, moving along from, from that. Um, because I felt like by the time we get to Friday or, you know, Saturday, uh, oh, when the next show would post, there'd be some new, it, but it's just like, I felt like it's just kind of, it just happened. You might as well talk about it here on, yeah, on well, the show that we're doing.
3: Things are still raw or, you know, things are in focus.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, so we are going to talk about Final Fantasy VII. Do the spoiler cast. So if for some reason you plan on playing the game or have not finished the game or I don't know what other caveat to put here. There's going to be spoilers. Um, it, there's also probably going to be spoilers for some parts of the original Final Fantasy 7. So if you wanted to go and play through other parts of the game that you know are past Midgar, which Randy reminded me uh, yesterday when he said he had played through the original uh, just recently, that he got through Midgar in four hours uh, playing the original game. So that that shows you how much they put into this game that you're talking about. A uh, uh, Did you actually like, did you use any of the, the, the new access the things where you could take off like random battles and stuff like that? Or did you just keep it?
2: I I don't do that. I just keep, I do the three X sometimes. Mm. I, I think okay. any old school RPG, if you bring it out, having the three X is like mandatory. I, I platinum final fantasy eight and just lived on the three X thing. And I think now that I'm out in the open world for final fantasy seven, and you have to do some more grindy stuff and level up. Three X is amazing. <laughs> yeah, I
0: was uh, I was pulling up a chapter list earlier just to remind myself of everything that happened in the game and I accidentally pulled an original Final Fantasy Seven chapter list up first and I realized that like oh Corneo's Mansion is like chapter three. Yeah. <laughs> so that <laughs> that's like what? Like uh uh it's like chapter nine in the game. Chapter the- nine in this one, so yeah, it it goes to show how the pacing is very different
1: yeah it's it's pretty crazy to just think about how much exactly they they added and mm-hmm. and to think about that it's like so randy you have do who have the most i guess the recent experience with the original game it's been a while for me i know i, I always got it out, made it out of that Midgar section i don't know how many times and then my how much i played after that kind of varied but like you were mentioning there, these little things that they added here and there that makes you go, man, they, they really did a lot. What are those things that come just, to mind for you? God, it's just so
2: many set pieces and like character designs and stuff that I just didn't even think about playing the remake. Cause it had been a while since I played the original and then going back playing the original and getting through the mid car section. It's just, it, they just stand out so much more like, Oh my God, <laughs> that was, that was perfectly set up in, in the remake, just the way people would act and stuff. And, uh, there was a lot more in the, Shil- the Shinra building that I just had forgotten about. That. Thank God! They, like,
3: oh, huh? I was going to say, thank God they got rid of that stupid uh, switch switching
2: mini game in that a stealth sequence in that Shinra building. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I mean, just the way characters react. And um, I'm going to blank on his name. One of the, the big wigs in Midgard? No, the one that does the weird butter in his tea thing. Oh, uh, that, no, that guy. Oh, that's yeah, the, yeah. the space guy. Yeah, I, I can't, I'm blanking on his name right now, but I just how the, he has like five lines maybe in the original, and they they give him this whole character, and I mean he doesn't have a huge scene or a huge part in the remake, but he's still a much bigger part. I think that's what I love about this whole remake is they take all of these little small bits and pieces and actually like full fledged characterize them and and make them feel much bigger in the story and. Just going back, and like I said, I, I mean, I beat it in four hours. Yes, I had 3X on from time to time, but it's still a very small chunk of that original, and how much they just fl- like well, opened there. it up. And yes, there, there are some some grindy parts and some boring padding and stuff, but for the most part, it's just so well done and so just beautifully revitalized, I think.
3: I mean, you um, said that, but, like, that's why i I say, I say that Final Fantasy VII R2 is going to be, you know, they're going to have like have to
0: have, like, 15 parts of that game. To... Well, it doesn't break up as neatly as Midgard does. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and I, honestly, I think that they're not going to go as deep in these parts. Like, I mean, Golden Saucer might be a little bit more expansive and stuff, but, like, you're not going to get the call—like, if— it, if everything goes the way it's supposed to and you get the calm, I don't think calm's going to be a ten hour section.
3: What well, you're not going to do part the, two? You're not going to do the Junon Soldier mini game marching
2: thing? Oh, that'll be in
1: there. I, I think you have I to. I guarantee that's in
2: there. Yeah. If, if like all of the little goofy stuff that was in the original, like you're like they're not going to be able to pull that off in the remake. Oh, they not only pulled it off, they made it better. I mean, they made that whole Wall Market section the best part of this game.
1: Oh, I definitely agree. Like, Walmart it is, uh, like, brand. It feels like I just, a lot of that stuff you did in the original, but it, like, feels like just, there's so much more. Or, like, it feels like more alive. Like, there's just, uh, Rodea. Um, yeah, just, I forgot his name. Like, Rodea I, is I, I, just, I w- uh, he's cool. I, I will say
2: that they made the squatting minigame worse. You mean <laughs> harder? <laughs> like, no. Oh. It wasn't, I mean, it's much harder. I mean, there's different yeah. stages to it, but, I I like the squat mini game music but you never hear it when you're playing the game because you have the coach in the background. One more, you could do it. Yes, just like that. What do you do? I mean, he would not show up the whole time. So I'm every I've had to go back and play it a few times because I was doing the trophy for getting all the dresses and stuff and yeah. uh, and I I would mute it when I would get to those sections because it was like you just that part would just drive me nuts.
1: Oh, the music's great. Yeah, like you said you can. Yes.
2: Now there are two different sports
0: mini games, right? There's squatting, and then there's one other one. The pull-ups. Pull-ups. Uh, yeah. Pull-ups. pull-ups. Right. Just pull-ups. Just the same yeah. thing. Well, they're not quite. You you have to press them in a different order. Like no, the, that's, that's both of them because they're both randomized. Yeah. No, you're kind of you're going you're going around you're kind of going triangle circle X square. They change triangle, it up circle, when you X. go to
1: like the next stage or whatever, but it is the same. Okay. Mm. No, well, no, no, okay, like, it's not randomized like Mark says, it's like, it's the same.
3: Well, Tifa's is randomized, I mean, the, yeah, the so, squatting one. Yeah, the, the squatting
2: easier. is you're going in the square, the whole time, you're just making a circle, yeah. out, mm-hmm. out of all the buttons, and then the, the pull-ups is, they, they start moving things around, and it's, I mean, it's a nice bump. Yeah, so squatting, to me, was fine, uh, it's actually a lot like the
0: ice-picking mini game from Fist of the North Star, Lost Paradise, so that was that which felt every, very. Which everyone here has played. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's the same. It's basically the same mini game with the only difference that Final Fantasy VII does that thing where the buttons fade and you have to remember where you are as you're going around the circle. Which you know that's something with the random order. I had to kind of to myself say out loud like, okay, oh wait, it's it's yep. circle X. You know, uh, square triangle, circle X, square triangle, circle X, square. And I, I, I'd like, I'd have to actually vocalize it in order to like, not mess up. Did you guys have
3: problems with that minigame? Like anyone? Yes. I, I, I didn't at all. Like I failed like once or twice, but. So yeah,
0: that's gonna, that's squatting was fine. Yeah. The Tifa's pull ups, that is a whole other level of, of crazy to me.
1: Yeah, that took me a couple of times. I think I lost, like, three or four times till I finally beat him.
3: I only lost once to that last guy. Uh, and that's just because I, I lost, like, one. I was like, all right, I guess I have to, like, pay attention. And, like, the next time, I beat him by, like, three. I'm like, all right, well, I guess mm. it was
0: easier that time. It's weird because I did really well at most of the mini games that the game presented. You know, like, the darts, the motorcycle stuff. Uh, all, all I, that, but this is
3: I actually really didn't do well. With the motorcycle
0: thing, <laughs> uh, motorcycle is one of my that that is chapter four is one of my favorite parts of the game, uh, both for the spectacle and because I really enjoyed that sequence. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to think of what else there is. There's that, the, that, uh, dance, the dance mini game when you're doing, amazing. <laughs> it's so which amazing. is fantastic. Oh, I love
1: that dance mini game. God, I wish you could like go back and. Like just do it a bunch. Of, I mean, I guess you can in the chapter slides, but it's like it's yeah. It's like okay. one of those things. I wish it was a mini game you could just do over and over with like different songs or something. It's so, I,
2: I I'm hoping that it's, it's like a weird side game when you get to the golden saucer in the next one.
0: It's funny because it's such a simple QTE in yeah. essence, but it's yeah. all in the presentation. Oh my god. It's, I've it's all to, in. It's so busy that that like you barely even notice the prompt sometimes because, oh yeah. you know, yeah, it's I, part of the
2: there was sometimes the I didn't
1: I forgot to press because I got so enthralled it's with so the, what was going on.
2: I got so focused on the buttons that I, I later had to go on YouTube when I got done with that place and, and watch somebody else play it so I could actually watch what was going on because I was like trying my best not to to get distracted by everything that was going on it was it, that was a hilarious rem- moment in that game it reminded me of a yakuza karaoke
3: sequence oh
1: yeah totally well except it, which the, is,
2: yeah. it, it's funny because uh, when i've listened to people on SpoilerCast talk about this game they say this is final fantasy yakuza and mark i know you're a huge yakuza fan but now oh. it makes me want to play this series <laughs> the ends, trust me i mean yeah
1: yeah I've played enough of it that I can also vouch that the the side quests are very much the same way like it's just like oh here's this and it's random and all right here we go <laughs> and you can go to a place and and play so many different mini games and uh, karaoke is one of the best ones obviously but yeah it's uh it seems like they really did take a lot of the good things from uh those games and and kind of say okay let's let's use them here uh, so all the yeah, stuff
0: though that seems like Yakuza tonally is all stuff that was in the original. It's not like it's these are things right. that they added. These are right. things that were always there, and they just kind of feel simpatico. Just because Yakuza oh, does crazy stuff, like oh, you have to cross dress for this, and you know, sing a song, and do all you know all the stuff that that series always done. It just kind of happens to be here as well. So I, I don't know how much of that is necessarily intentional. The quests felt a lot like Final Fantasy XV quests to me, uh, with some of the same hang-ups, where, especially in Chapter 14, where I didn't feel like I always knew where to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah or what that, to do.
3: I would say through Chapter 14, I didn't like that one at all. Like that and 17 were the chapter that I'd really disliked in that game.
0: Oh man, which one was... You didn't like the learns from Chaos? I don't even...
3: 17 is the one where we had party members constantly. Like I love this question. Oh, that was
0: that was a great chapter. I thought. I. You me know.
3: too.
1: I loved it.
0: And that uh, had but... a lot of good plot stuff because uh, they're mm-hmm. you know they're in the room where Eris' mother was held. So
3: yeah, I mean the it's... story stuff was fine, but I mean just like the character people stuff just went on for like way too long. You have to get like clear three floors with each like team, and I'm like this is boring. Like, mm,
0: fair enough, I guess. Fair?
3: But yeah, yeah. Four- fourteen I didn't like because I mean. Like the mini game, or the uh, the side missions were fine, like the design of them. But like the game doesn't tell you where to go at all. And yeah, yeah the, the mini map is terrible. I think
1: fourteen. Mm-hmm. I just had I just grabbed a guide and I was like, you know what? Yeah. I'm not even bothering with which. Well, what? the first yeah,
3: the first thing I did was unlock the chocobo fast travel system, and like that mm-hmm. helps quite a bit. But mm-hmm. that's that. I mean, if you didn't have that, you'd be screwed.
1: Yeah, it would take forever to. Get get through a lot of these uh, missions that you do in there. I mean, I like a, the, like the one where you fight the behemoth underground. I like oh, that yeah. one I a lot. Didn't know um, uh, the oh god, I think the thing I hated probably. I, I don't know we're like bouncing around. I wanted to have a structure, yeah, but I guess fine. it is what it is. But the one I hated the most was going back into the sewer with the um, Corneo secret stash because I'm sitting there going the whole time like. Oh my God, I'm going to miss it. Oh my God, I'm going to miss it. I'm going to get out of the stupid sewer. I'm going to have to go back in the chapter select to get the stupid secret stash mm-hmm. again. And so like the whole time I'm going, okay, no, nope, haven't gotten there yet. Got there. And then in the meantime, we're sitting there having to chase this one stupid rat around the whole time. <laughs> and he keeps showing up constantly. And, and then you have to keep fighting various versions of the stupid rat. And it's like, uh, then at the end you have to fate, uh, abzu again with a million rats there and it's like oh god like let's i'm <laughs> done with this like and some of them look like, just sh- for that like really cheap too i'm still going ah oh, i think i i lost i don't know how many times between the uh what are those things the sagnaws or whatever Saul, that
3: the hemes, hemes, hemes that
1: freaking turned me into frogs yeah i don't I, know how many I times i players. almost died. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Ugh.
0: I don't know. When you get, tur- you just switch characters when you get turned into a frog. I don't see what. Yeah. The, no, the, I the, did, the but there
1: was a few times when they turned all three of my characters into frogs. I was oh like going, wow! Ugh. I
0: don't. I, I had that happen once or twice until I realized, like,
3: obviously, see the puddle where the you know the the frog puddle. So it's, like, it's just a get out of that, and then it will be fine.
0: Oh, I don't think I've ever had my whole team be frogs. That's
1: interesting. I didn't know that was possible.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And then you can like, I, hop because, like, like hop around, off like the cop for a second. That's about yep. it.
1: You can still like, you can headbutt them, I think, and you can like, tail, uh, or,
3: like, tongue with them or something uh, like that.
1: Yeah. I just,
0: enjoy, I just enjoy seeing the frog designs of all the characters still carrying like an iconic piece of their equipment. <laughs> I really like the look of
1: them. Yeah, that was, uh, that was kind of, it was just kind of like, all right, I'm enough with this turning into frogs thing. And then the rat that keeps, like, spinning out of nowhere right when you're about to kill them. Like, oh, come on. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I I think, for the most part, like, what did you guys feel? Because I, I see that a lot of, like, well, they added a lot of padding to this game. And there's there's so much that, like, oh, they, you didn't have to have this. Or you didn't have to have that. And it makes the game take longer. I didn't necessarily feel that so much here. I felt like... I mean, yes, chapter 14 kind of slows you down a bit, but I feel like, especially with adding the caveat that what you do, the side quest you do does make it feel like you are earning your trust of the people Mm -hmm. in the town, right? And Mm -hmm. they remember those things kind of took that away from me of saying, well, I feel like there was a little bit of purpose to what you're doing.
2: And honestly, I think that they put him in that perfect spot in the game as far as, like, ways to just kind of calm the situation down. Obviously, Chapter 14 right after the plate falls, so, I mean, that's a big emotional moment, so nice to have a nice little relaxing time before the big trek up to the Shinra Tower. The other two side mission stuffs are after the two reactors, so it's like you have these big boss battles, and then kind of mm-hmm. get some world building in it. I, right. I, I will agree with some of them, some of them with the side quests, maybe there's too many, if you're trying to do all of them. Uh, and then after a while, you're like, okay, I've done this enough. Can can we please move it along? But I think at least as far as pacing wise goes, they they put them in the right spots.
0: Oh yeah, like I I thought Budding Bodyguard was perfect, following on um, uh, you know, building the Earth Cloud relationship. I I could have actually had you know spent, had more of that. And again, kind of a perfect uh, decompressor after uh, after that uh, other Maker reactor mm-hmm. and- uh, mission.
2: And the, I think the side quest in that chapter, especially, really let you in on how good of a person Aerith is and how much she's meant to that the, those slums and stuff. So it's a nice character building section for sure. Yeah, and you
0: get to you get to see everything that she cares about, and meet all her all her people. So you really feel um, a closeness. Uh, in, in general, spending more time with the townfolk makes it much more devastating, you know, when that uh, mm-hmm. catastrophe happens.
1: Oh yeah, so. definitely. You wouldn't have any care at all for any of those people, because that's one thing—the plate falling. Maybe you can. I mean, I I know people were complaining about the whole, you know, what ends what ends up happening with the trio, or whatever. But it's like, I feel mm-hmm. like the plate between the plate falling and then the things that happen with Aerith and and all that. Like, if you didn't have those moments where you talk to some of those other town folk and and all that stuff, so even the one with the cats, like. So you see the one with the little girl <laughs> later on. Uh, Could have you're done about the cats her. or the missing children. Yeah, the, the yeah the cat. Either one, like, but that's the thing. Like, when you're trying to go find the thing with the cats, that little girl later, when the thing's happening with the plate, she gets lost, and you have to find her and like have her get her. You see her with um, what's her name, Meryl? Yeah, mm-hmm. and she takes her and They with uh, the cats again, right? Yeah, the the little girl with the cats. So mm-hmm. like. All of that kind of ends up meaning something because when the plate falls and you see some of those characters by themselves there and, and, uh, you know, and then later when the thing with Aerith with the kids in the school and and all that stuff, it's like, and even that has like a connection to Biggs that you find out later. It's like all that wouldn't have mattered squad if I didn't do some of these Cyclists. Just some of them are silly, like going to kill some rats and going to find cats and going to find kids and whatever. But it's I guess they they make it kind of work. But, way, are speaking of that school. speaking
2: of that school, did, did any of you guys find the teacher in uh Walmart? It? No. I didn't the, no. so the teacher winds up in the Walmart? So- so there's a teacher part that's part of the, the orphanage that talks to you. is like, oh, my God, I have to go. I have Old plans teacher. tonight. There's like
3: an older one, like a kind of a younger one.
2: The younger one. Oh, okay. She she talks to you about she needs to find the kids during the, the find the yeah, kids yeah. game. And she's like, I have plans tonight. I have to go. Well, if you're searching around Wall Market, she's in one of the alleys. She actually works in the honeybee inn. Mm. Oh, wow. And she's in the honeybee suit and, like, smoking and stuff. <laughs> it's great.
3: I, I think the Board of Education might want to know about that. <laughs>
0: got another Kamakami right here.
1: Yeah. <laughs> right, but and then, you know, the thing is, too, like, there's little mini-games there with the kids, too, where you, like, destroy the blocks. Yeah, whatever. I did that, like, and... my
0: first try.
3: <laughs> I didn't know it was supposed to be, like, hard. Because I I read a guide that was like, you need to get 30,000 points to get it, to get everything. And I was like, okay. And I just did, I got, like, 32,000 my first run. I'm like, all right.
2: Nice going. Pro gamer.
1: Yep, and and they but make yeah. uh, the Moogle <laughs> the Moogle merchant is almost just as good as mm-hmm. the the ones you find in the towns.
3: No, he is the mm-hmm. best one. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> but yeah, I mean that's another one of once you find the kids, you get you get that. So it makes those Moogle medals worth something that people are probably unlocking and going, "What the hell do I do with this?" Right?
2: And they did a good job with that because it was in the demo. You find one. And what the hell is a Moogle medal? They they make you wait a while. I have a I have a question for you guys. Did did any of you guys have a Mandela effect with that first chapter? You mean in the
0: sense of the new stuff, the Sephiroth stuff?
2: No, as far as the boss, like I remember playing the demo, and I even remember seeing people complain about this in the demo that the timer didn't start until the boss battle was done. That's not, and I, no. And I was always under no. the impression in the original that it was it's it started and then you did the boss battle. No, the and timer.
0: I mean, I and, distinctly remember the timer starting as soon as the boss battle started in the demo as well.
2: No, no, no. It, it starts after. Yeah, because you beat the boss, and then you set the charge and, and, the, and then you then run the, out. Yeah, the boss sets the timer. But for some reason, in my head, in the original game, I thought the timer started, and then the boss battle started. Oh, so that's, might, what
0: I, that's what I'm remembering of the game now. You might be yeah. thinking about Final Fantasy VIII, because that's what they did there.
2: Yeah. But so going back and replaying it, I'm like, oh, crap. No, if the timer didn't start. Because I'm going like 20 minutes huh. is so long <laughs> just to escape this thing. They should have had it part of the boss. But but no, it was that way in the original. I had a, a completely Mandela effect where I'm like, I swear this is how this was. But nope, yeah. it wasn't. I'm
0: feeling Mandela affected right now. Congratulations.
1: Yeah. <laughs> did, you, uh, did you guys feel like when you – so you played the demo, right, and you played in the first – in the game itself, like, when are you finally getting something like, okay, we've played this already. I want to get on with uh, experiencing what I haven't experienced yet.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, it definitely it it felt like you're, you know, oh, okay, I know this, I know this. Come on. Uh, but that's why I generally don't play demos for things. Mm-hmm. If I already know I'm going to play them. But, you know, Final Fantasy, it's a, it was a slightly different matter. Just had to, uh,
2: had to, had to, get, had to get a hold of it.
0: But yeah, I definitely had that feeling. But on the other hand, it felt much easier to say, you know, having yeah, done the like, boss in the demo, it was.
2: Just like, yeah, just, you just refine your battle tactics and kind of skip along. Like, ha, yeah. have have any of you guys tried hard mode yet? No, I like
3: not like, you can't use items, and like you can't replenish your HP at all. And it's like no. Nope. Not, not, not your HP. MP
0: or SP. Yeah, or MP, yeah. I should say.
3: Yeah, SP. You
2: can get so. your you get your MP from crates and stuff, and there's some items that can help you do that. I've done a few chapters. I think I'm through chapter five maybe six uh but yeah it is i mean it makes you think of materia a lot more i mean the bosses just don't have like more hp and can hit harder i mean the the tactics and like the the whole first boss like i felt good going through the first chapter again on hard i'm like oh i got this and then i get to the scorpion and it kicked the holy crap out of me because i just didn't have my materia set it makes you really really think
1: yeah Oh, no, that's good. I mean, I'm glad, like, because mm-hmm. there are a lot of people there complaining about, oh, hard mode shouldn't have been locked. You know, it's they should have let you play yeah. on hard it mode at the beginning. Be. And it's like, no, because yeah. this is a different hard mode. It's not, it's almost like yeah. the Kingdom Hearts, like, critical mode. It's, yeah, it, it's, you know,
2: it's a new game plus, basically.
1: Mm hmm. With, uh, you take, with,
2: your, you take your stats over and everything's different. Yeah, isn't everything basically level 50? You, you want to be level 50. Mm hmm. But that's the cool thing. Once you well, but you card, get level you 50 game, as you, you go get...
1: through, though. Because, right? Because, I mean, I was level 35 when I beat the game. You
2: yeah, finished. and then, yeah, once you beat the game, then it's, what, double experience points and triple yeah. AP or something? Yeah. Well, they want you to get to level 50. That's for sure.
3: Yeah, what did everyone finish the game as, like, level-wise? Because you said 35. That sounds sure, good, right?
2: Yeah, I'm right around where Sean was, I think. I was, maybe, like... Maybe 37, but...
3: I I was 38, and, like, Not Sephiroth, but the Rufus and dog fight, I thought was like supremely easy. Like, I one-shotted Rufus essentially, and I was just like,
1: Mm -hmm.
3: what? Like, I staggered, I I killed the dog first, and then staggered. He wasn't hard in the
1: original game, though.
3: Well, I mean, yeah, but it should should take more than one limit break. (laughs)
1: Uh, I had to use like two or three.
3: I, I staggered Rufus. That was, like, the annoying part is, just, you know, he kept reloading, and, like, you know, it's hard to stagger him. But then once he did that one braver and he gets instantly staggered, I had a limit break ready. I used that, and he was done. Like, I literally killed him in one hit. Or, like, you know, after the limit break is over. And I was like, what? <laughs> like,
2: okay. Speaking of boss battles and staggering and stuff, were any of you guys frustrated that every time you had face a, a boss, you get him really close to a stagger bar, and then they go, no, cutscene.
1: Oh, mm-hmm. look, my stagger meter's gone. Ha-ha, I took yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Yep, Damn I'm it. like, oh, come on. <laughs> I like, did really? every time.
2: I fell for that trick
1: every time. Oh, <laughs> all
2: the way to Sephiroth. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: What's everyone's favorite boss? I feel the, the one that uh, really challenged me the most and like start, kind of forced me to really engage with all the systems is that Hell House with, oh, this, the hell uh, house, yeah. rotating, with its rotating weaknesses you basically have to kind of go in with all the elemental materia and use them at the right
2: time.
1: It took um, me a really long time to figure out when he was on, like, because Thunder and Blizzard kind of look similar until he does the, where the Thunder comes out, and I'm just kind of like, oh, by the time I would figure out what he was on, he'd switch again. I'm like, oh my god, just mm-hmm. die already. Yeah. <laughs> or he had a god my- mode.
2: I think Hell House was my favorite boss, but uh, Abzu was the first one where I had uh, the Yen's moment of, okay, now now we're not playing around anymore. And that was more just, it took me probably two or three times of just straight stupidity to realize that uh, one of his moves was coming out of one side of the room. Mm -hmm. I I just thought it was just a complete sweep, and then I I got lucky and he didn't hit me, and I went, oh, oh, this is way easier now. Okay, cool. But it was like that first time where I'm like, oh, oh okay. Okay, game. I get it. Let's go. <laughs> I
1: would say
2: my favorite was by the Reno and Rude fight. They're mm. good. They're really oh, good. Oh,
1: yeah. I like the uh, the one in the. I like both of the ones in the train graveyard the big ghost and the. What's his name? The dude with the, the chariot that flies. Yeah, oh. or...
2: and he was oh. like a normal fight. He was like a normal enemy in that game.
1: In I original. loved
2: that whole
0: chapter, oh. Haunted.
2: Uh-huh, Wonderful yeah.
0: chapter. So this is one, uh, Randy, you having replayed Original 7 lately. People always complained about the, this uh, yeah. train graveyard. It's, I Yeah, I'm one of them. I thought that area Why? sucked. Why?
3: Because, it's two screens. Because the, it, the game doesn't tell you which trains you can manipulate well. Like, yet I had to go around constantly, like, hitting X on trains and hoping it would move. Or, you know, figuring out which trains I can jump into and which trains I can't. <laughs>
2: If you hit the select button or whatever, and it...
3: Yeah, I know that, but I mean, it still didn't really help me that much.
2: That's the thing. Yeah, was just the first screen, nothing moves, and the second screen, two of them move. But, I mean, it was just, it's so, I mean, again, playing the original again, it was so short. I'm like, oh my God, like, I'm with Sean. That chapter was really fun, and the stuff that they did to it was really great. And it probably had my best piece of music in the game, which I can't find anywhere.
1: Oh, the the one where you fight... The one right before you start fighting the chariot, dude, right? Yeah. Where yeah. It,
2: you you see the helicopter go over your head and you see Rufus and all them. And all of a sudden you start hearing their theme mixed with the theme that was going on. And it was just amazing. And I went through the, their entire soundtrack and I can't find a thing.
0: You've um, gone through the the, 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 the big,
2: the uh, seven, eight CD yeah. soundtrack? Mm-hmm. I think it's honestly that they just t- took the two songs and they mixed them.
1: Mm-hmm. It's and probably so in it's... that Sound It says they haven't released that on YouTube yet.
2: Oh, I, I know Chunks, but yeah,
0: – well, no, well, no, no, no. So I have the sampler Yeah, the sampler is what came with the, the special edition. Um, but the, uh, the CD set's not – I'm not going to have that until the end of the month, beginning of next month. Oh. So,
1: yeah, so uh, I think like by June we'll start seeing it on YouTube. Yeah, but hopefully. I think – yeah. But, I've only seen the demo either the demo part, or even the demo disc or the samplers on there, but not everything. So
0: that would be disc five. Disc five has a couple of tracks. It's got four tracks from this section. It's got Train Graveyard, Haunted, Come On This Way, which might be the track we're looking for. Yeah, and then probably. Ghoul, which is Ghoul, which is gonna be the boss fight. Yeah. Yeah,
1: that's, that's probably so, it. Come on this way. Answer. Yeah, so it's like and I I also love the Genova fight. I mean, it t- felt like it took a while, but I really enjoyed uh, just the different facets of what she throws at you and stuff. It's it was fun. Made me have to think, mm-hmm. and I and I felt like the Sephiroth fight wasn't very hard, <laughs> but <laughs> you know, no, I mean, but he was, I
3: he was just very over. He was just very powerful, but like, yeah, his actual attacks were pretty block. You know, like you just kind of screw around with him
2: a little. Yeah. Like, Honestly, I I, I I think his fight was more for show than than anything.
3: Yeah, like,
1: it's like some I'm of those Kingdom Hearts fights that like are just kind of there. <laughs> so,
3: who? Let uh, I me mean, ask everyone: Who did you mainly stick with, like when you were fighting? I mean, I know everyone switches around, but like, who was kind of your main character?
2: Cloud. Yep.
3: Yeah, because he I, was the one with the counterattack. So I mean, of course it'd be Cloud.
1: <laughs> I use Barrett a lot.
3: Oh, I use him for like ranged stuff or like healing. But I mean, as far as like getting like, I've seen people like get into Tifa, and I'm just like, I, mm-hmm. I never quite figured her how to play her correctly, or just. I mean, I could do stuff with her, but, like, it just always felt a little awkward.
0: Oh, I think Tifa's really good, actually. But, yeah, I... I, I think she's
3: I, very situational, let's say that. That's I true. Cloud is, like, the one, like the mainstay.
1: Well, yeah, he's mm-hmm. balanced as opposed to the other ones that all had their own thing that you use them for. Um, You know, like, Tifa's great at, like, you need close combat or something to, like, kill really fast. You put mm-hmm. her in and, like, oh, she just tears through people. And, like, Barrett, yep. you got the ranged and... And he he helped me out so many times of just, oh, Cloud's getting clobbered. Let me go over here, fill up my ATV, and just absolutely blast somebody with a, a one of his specials or something. And then I can glow back.
0: I barely used Barrett. I always for ranged stuff. Whenever I could, I would just use Aerith and do spells. I used Barrett a lot because he was basically do the ranged tank of the game.
3: Like, he could get the most I mean, And then, yeah... I used him as, like, my ranged attack and heal.
0: Interesting. I barely used him for healing.
3: I stuck, yeah. Well, because he, <laughs> he was always the one it, furthest away from the boss, so do I switch to him, mm-hmm. with like, magnifying heal. He would heal everyone, and then that was it. Makes
0: yeah. sense. But yeah, that brings me back to why I like Chapter 17, because that's one that actually, which I know Mark said was boring, but it actually forces you to kind of play each character individually and get through those sections, mm-hmm. you know, in a with a non-balanced... Kind yeah like that
1: out. um battle with the freaking tank that moves and you're having to use two range characters <laughs> and it's like <laughs> oh great <laughs> i'm here with yep. i mean barrett's barrett's great in that fight but it's also like oh it's Aerith, and i'm trying to make it to where she, hopefully she doesn't get killed <laughs> and uh yeah, yeah it was... i,
0: I, I like those actually because it was like now you figure out how to do it this way kind of thing you know
1: Oh, and I, and I love, like, the, little, the character moments, too. Like, the Tifa and Aerith getting to team up and have the, like, girl power time and all that. Like, you don't get that in the – you don't oh. ever get any of those moments in the original, you know?
0: There's so much great bonding between the secondary characters in this. Mm-hmm. There's, it, it's almost too many of those moments to count where it's just, you know, you get I, – I, Yeah, you're. I think the Tifa-Aerith stuff is my favorite. But there was also a lot of good stuff with Wedge and Jesse early on.
2: Um, yeah. I, love, I love. I can't. I can't wait for the sequel when we get more Red Thirteen and Barrett. I, oh I God, that...
1: they're so great! I love yeah. them. Like Barrett immediately, like he doesn't like anyone immediately, but he likes Red Thirteen immediately, and he's like, "Oh, I kind of get you, Lab Rat Dog," and I was <laughs> like, "Oh, you got me! You got me with that." Well, and uh, if you but...
0: humor Barrett's crazy rants, Barrett's going to like you. If you humor his put uh, politics.
1: And what is he, like, I love his line when he's going to get in the van, the the truck, and he's like, oh, here I am with a, like, piece of shit or something like that. He's
3: like, where'd you get this piece of shit truck at?
1: (laughs) He's like, and you're the one talking or something like that. I'm like, oh, God, this is great. So, (laughs) And uh, Aerith and Cloud are great as well, because she messes with it. She needles him a lot. And she she has a lot more personality, I feel like, in this. Yeah. Than... If you ever
2: want to watch a powerful thing, go watch her, the voice actor for Aerith play the game. Like, people have made clips and stuff. Yeah. And just her reactions of playing herself in that game and hearing her voice and stuff. She seems like a sweetheart. And she play, yeah. did an amazing job with this character.
1: Yeah, she says that there's a part in there um, when they have the flashback of Cloud. Uh, she, like, says Zack but they muted it so you couldn't hear mm-hmm. her say it and she actually uh-huh. like says it on there she's like well we actually recorded that line where she says it but they apparently muted it when you play the game so it was yeah cloud, like, had, little cloud has this weird
2: little headache thing that kind of mm-hmm. fudges it
0: yeah so we, we, we're we gonna have to talk about all this stuff that they've added and changed so but uh, yeah. uh before I,
1: what, we... How did you guys feel about that from the, like, cause you get that, that first time you really get that is like you get to explore more of that first area that's very short in the original where he kind of fights those guards and you actually get to go throughout the whole city and it instantly, that's where it instantly felt like, oh wow, this is like a big game. Like this is, this is a bigger deal than, you know, that, that that's when that first time I go, cause the Mako Reactor kind of feels very the same. Mm -hmm. You know, like it just feels like a bigger version of that. Whereas you finally get out into that city and you go through that part where you're killing the and you can actually go to various parts of that city and kill different uh, soldiers that aren't even near where I guess they want you to really walk. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, oh, okay, this feels like they really fleshed it out, you know, and then you get to experience it more. But it's that was like like a first cool moment.
0: Oh, yeah. I Uh, I was more getting at what they're building up to, which is the first appearance of the Whispers. And of yes. uh, Sephiroth, since we were talking about Cloud getting his headaches. So how do we all feel about these these whispers kind of showing up at most of the pivotal moments of this story to try and guide it in the familiar direction, I guess would be the way of putting it. So it's kind of like to me, it felt like almost like a way to paper over. How just as a result of the higher fidelity or the geometry being different or things being slightly different, that like, OK, this sequence still has to happen the way that it happened. So let's have the whispers here to facilitate that, to like block these characters from getting from point A to point B so that this event can occur like it did, or to force someone out of an area or any of the many, many instances that that, that uh, um, they appeared.
3: The whispers will just be the comic book guy from the Simpsons
1: yelling about continuity. Well, I mean, is that's that... kind of what they are as well, right? They're, they're yeah. the people that really wanted this to be a faithful remake and they're Wait, getting do you that. You think that the, the
0: whispers, the whispers represent the people who wanted a faithful remake? Yeah. Or I mean, in a way. Yes. Yeah. But that's, that, that's deeply ironic if true, because
1: supposedly, the yes, that is sort of like a edition. theory. Well,
3: because like, they, most of the time they hinder, but you know, a few times they actually do help you, you know, they bring Barrett back to life. I mean, That's true. Yeah. You, you do I mean, you
0: think they're hostile for like most of the game, even though they don't always hurt you and then towards the end they suddenly technically they
1: saved I think they saved Wedge and they killed him. <laughs> so like,
3: Well they're kind of like the uh I mean there are a few like Doctor Who aliens that are like that too.
1: So, and uh Jesse, I guess they stopped her from Yeah, well they killed her. You know, yeah. Well, I mean, not only did well, they, we don't know that, her, right? We don't know but, that. Because...
2: I mean, well, they didn't. They tell also they did the, it up uh, where. Blog, so, oh yeah, that's fine. Uh, they are the reason why Cloud was able to go on the second mission,
1: right? Yeah, exactly. They brought Jesse they, they there. So, so,
2: so here's the thing that I, I've done a lot of research and stuff, and I think uh, Sean, did you ever
1: watch that thing I sent you from? I uh, watched parts of it, but I've not been able to the, watch all it the easy allies or whatever yeah. with
2: uh, Maximilian dude who is just phenomenal and he knows this stuff but all right, if you ever want like an in-depth thing about the theories on this game go listen to that podcast their their Final Fantasy 7 spoiler cast with him because th- that dude went nuts for, for 2 days and learned all this stuff so basically and I agree with a lot of it I I'm, I'm way into it so the whispers are like you said the, the people that want it had to be exactly like the original. That's why they made sure Jesse got hurt so Clark could go on the attack. That's why they were trying to like stop Wedge from from leaving so he would get crushed by the plate, but he still survived. So then they come back later to try to get him. It was final destination stuff. But they're mostly there because the theory is that the Sephiroth that we, for the most part, that we see in this game, is not the original Sephiroth. Yeah, he's number two. He is Sephiroth from Advent Children who got re-resurrected by the stupid kids and knows what happens to the original Sephiroth. So now he has gone back and is doing everything he can to fuck up the timeline so he can win, which is why you see Sephiroth there in Chapter 2 when right after you get out of the, the reactor and he takes Cloud down that fiery path and got in his head and stuff because his whole plan is to make sure Cloud does not meet Aerith, mm. so he tries to distract him as long as possible. And she starts to walk off, and those whispers come in, and, and they mess make with sure they her, to keep her in yeah. her spot.
0: So does that also kind of address why is Sephiroth so chummy with Cloud? Where it, it seems like that you know they have a long history. He keeps he keeps kind of trying to either help or um, uh, block Cloud from doing things. Yeah, he is. Well, and because I think he, knows he knows Cloud is the to, main... They, they grew up together, which is yeah. all new, right? They didn't grow up together originally?
1: No, I don't think he said that they grew up together. I think he they know each other. Or they they
0: trained... They Or when Cloud became a soldier, he trained under Sephiroth. Sephiroth was his mentor, I guess. I should have said.
1: Right, which he wasn't.
0: Which he uh... wasn't in the original. So, I don't know. that. Like, Okay, I realized that Nomura had always talked about how this was going to be a reboot slash sequel like it was never going to be a pure mm-hmm. reboot and that they were going to do something to build on the expanded lore so mm-hmm. i guess that is what they've what they've done here i guess to me it felt a little tacked on throughout the game whenever the whispers no. would appear
3: I only, Didn't, I only thought it felt tacked on right at the very end when uh-huh. like, the whispers are covering the entire building And I'm like, all right, this is getting a little anime, guys. You know. Well, I
2: mean, (laughs) I mean, you got to think of it at that point that Sephiroth's going completely rogue Mm -hmm. at this point, and uh, stabbing Er air, or stabbing Ferret, and and doing all that. So then it's that whole thing, which is also why with the whole stuff with Zack at the end, that he sees all of that going on because such an event is happening that it is now screwing up all of the timelines. Which, who knows what that's going to do. Yeah, so we've and, got...
0: Is that an alternate cloud at the end? Uh, yeah, uh, that's... The okay, so that's how... Uh,
1: the ending is an alternate timeline. Blog. Like, that's not... That's obviously yeah. not this timeline. Yeah, and, time they, and they show that
2: with the, the, the bag of chips that you see fly by. Right. They purposely slow it down, so you can see that's a different Beagle.
1: Yeah, it's a different there. stamp. Uh, obviously, Biggs lived, you know. Um, and you well, can Big see Bang Jesse's like- band... Yeah, yeah. Jesse's bandana's yeah. there, so she didn't die either. Like, um
0: so, so, how worried are you all about the fact that Final Fantasy VII Remake may be about to pull some J.J. Abrams shit? Nah,
1: well, like, all. I think Zach, first Zach of all, also, also, I think Aerith knows a lot more than she's letting on, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's another part of it too. Is that Aerith seems to know things well, now she that. Does. Well, yeah, but I mean like I it feels like Aerith knows things that she doesn't even know in the original. Like she knows what Sephiroth's trying to do. Oh, yeah. And so that both of them are both of them are past selves. Like both of them are people that that know yeah. what happens in the past and are trying to I mean, yeah. I don't think Aerith can straight out say things. Right, exactly. Cause I, Aerith... What are, what is Because anytime she tries of... to, right, the whispers show up. Mm -hmm.
2: what's well what's the uh, there's a movie out there that i'm just blanking on where somebody like knows the truth of the future and he goes if i could if i tell you your your future it won't come true next
3: a nick cage
1: movie
2: uh, i don't think i don't think that happened or whatever too i i honestly don't remember but Hmm. but but anyway so basically it's that so she has been told by the planet that sephiroth is back and is is really starting trying to mess with the timeline, but she can't straight up say it. So he's tell she's telling Cloud, "Listen, you can't fall in love with me because that's gonna fuck things up." And he's like, "Everything's Sephiroth is telling you is bad, and we we have to stop him at all costs." I mean, it's
1: yeah, and we're also it, trying just, to change the future, like you know, we're trying to change fate also. So yeah, so
2: I I think I mean. The ending is... I wish they would have explained it a little bit more. I'm I'm fine with an open-ended ending like this, but... It just seems
0: like they set up a vastly different
2: remake. They could, but I think they could. But I do think it'll still follow the main things. They'll just be able to change things here and there. Uh, But trying to look at it like somebody has never played Final Fantasy VII, that ending has to be the most confusing thing ever.
3: I saw someone on Twitter going like, "Wait, who Zach?" <laughs> like she didn't, ha- she had no clue who Zach was. Yeah, yeah, right, you, so... that
1: doesn't. I mean, mostly okay. For one, I think they do a bad. They don't do a good enough job. Ex- they should have done something to explain a little bit of who Sephiroth is. I feel like <laughs> if you're a new, a new, new, you know, new player, like I mean, they, I, they already give you know. so much
0: support. No, but they they you, you, they, but they you don't tell you. you
1: they don't tell you anything, anything of who Sephiroth is. Here's this guy. He just shows up. He's messing with Cloud, and you're like, "Who the hell is this guy?" Well, is you that you like...
0: know that he and Cloud have a past. You know that they trained under each other. You know, know. that
1: no, no, you, no don't. you don't.
0: You see like
3: you see like bare hints of like the flashback when Tifa. Well, like, you know when Tifa
0: was a kid, but you see right. nothing of Sephiroth. Yeah, but Cloud Cloud talks about how Sephiroth was his mentor, doesn't he?
1: No, no. he doesn't.
0: Because even. Even, like,
3: if you, even if you take Cry- Crisis Core into account, like, Sephiroth is, like, barely in that game. And, yeah. You know, Sephiroth
1: so, is barely basically, in... Basically, you don't learn anything about Sephiroth thing. in the original until he goes into Calm and you get, you get in the hotel and that's when he tells you. Mm-hmm.
0: Right, in the original, so, but here it's, like, Sephiroth and Cloud have a connection
1: right, right from the start. You know like that they the have time, some kind of connection, but you don't... It never gets explained why, the, right? You're waiting first, for Cloud to say it the whole time.
3: The first time you even hear Sephiroth, like, Sephiroth's name being mentioned is, like, the, the space guy from Shinra going like, hey, I saw Sephiroth in the hallway. He, he's going to the head. You know, like, that's like the first time you actually hear his name being mentioned.
1: Yeah. And that's you like make... chapter 17. <laughs> right, you see people make allusions, like, you know, Hojo laughs at the fact that, oh, there's Sephiroth, Ooh, yeah. you know, but like, he doesn't mention him by name either. It's like, uh it, I I feel like if you're a new player, that kind of was... You're going like why the hell does this guy exist here? Like what is he you know? So I, c- I
0: mean I've seen some insane stuff about how Sephiroth is a manifestation of Cloud schizophrenia that like he cloud is having a breakdown of some kind.
3: No, because that, other people see him
0: also. So And that the real yeah. se- well, right, once again. But I don't know. Yeah. There's all sorts of bizarre theories.
1: Yeah, certainly. I, I think uh, that's part of it too, is just I could've am I misrem <laughs> I just completely misremembering yeah because Good. you don't see you don't see Sephiroth in that part at all in the original until uh you see the trail of blood or Oh you know, I mean
3: you you just finished it how much do you see Sephiroth in Midgar in the original Final Fantasy
0: Very no. very little.
3: Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> so Zach was cosmentor right in the original right. game. Yeah. Right. So here Well, they okay. didn't
1: well you, did me well, ask you do you Crisis Core? Yeah. And, well, whenever yes. that, like, but, what actually really no, happened, and Hojo hints at it, is that you were never really in Soldier. You basically no, took over Zack's
3: Yeah, uh, no, that's the end. Or, did, you, did you ever play Crisis yeah, Core? No. Okay, yeah, that delves into it way more. Yeah, like, Cloud is, like, you know, a second-rate soldier. Not even a soldier. He's, like, a guardsman or something. Uh, yeah. And Zack is the one who rescues him. And, like, they, I think uh Cloud gets poisoned by the Mako. That's why he has the eyes, but he's not mm-hmm. really a soldier. Uh-huh. And then, yeah. then Zack Zach gets killed by Shinner at the end.
0: So it's all uh, stolen valor in front of yeah,
3: him. Yeah, so he's,
1: he takes Zack's, like...
3: No, he takes... All... Like, Zack gives him a sword, but, like, Cloud gets poisoned, and he thinks he's, like, Zack. Okay.
0: Secretly.
1: Yeah, his or, right. memories kind of get implanted into Zack or whatever, so his he doesn't really know who he actually is.
0: As someone who doesn't uh, remember 7 well and didn't play uh, most of the kind of expanded lore yeah. games, I mean, it Core seemed like, to me like Remake was heavily implying what, what Sephiroth and Cloud's past was. But well, I may have just been imagining that.
3: At the, at the end of uh, 7 Remake, they literally remake the Crisis Core ending. yeah, Sephiroth and Zack have a past. Except for like and, way shittier Cloud I thought Zach's voice actor was terrible in that in that sequence. Huh. Um, like holy shit, what did they what did they do? To...
1: Well, I mean, they didn't. They they said they were going to get new. I guess going into that, like, how do you feel about the voice acting? Because they used all different people, right? They didn't use um, having Children. Well, I,
3: I mean, I, I made the joke to at least two of you guys that like the guy playing Sephiroth is great, but I want to line some bass back. <laughs>
0: The guy playing Sephiroth is Superman from the yeah,
3: your favorite actor.
0: Yeah, I I not like him at all in that show uh, in Supergirl. So
3: him or whatever whatever his last
0: name. Yeah, was. I, I I was when I when I realized that he was Sephiroth, I was like, uh, okay, I
1: like little less
0: now.
3: He only says like ten lines, but he's he was fine. I thought
1: fair enough. I felt like everybody was was good. Like you know, um, Barrett is very. Cartoonish, yeah, he's very cartoonish, but I feel like he yeah, he's gets, much more uh, a real person. He's he, he is much more humanized. I feel like by the time you get to the end of the game, uh, than he ever oh, was. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, yeah,
3: he basically starts out starts off as kind of a caricature, but then he yeah he becomes a, like a person, a real boy at the end.
1: Yeah, so, <laughs> well, I, I think i, from I the
0: I, start, the the thing I like about Barrett in this that it's obvious that he's read Praxis, like he's actually. Like, he's got his little red book, and he's quoting theory from it at people. He's not just... In fact, everything about the remake politically just seems deeper than what I... Yeah, I don't, definitely I
2: don't remember exactly the old Avalanche, game uh, Yeah, Avalanche was just that group in the original. And, yeah, there's no an organization. One, they're, like, just a part of a giant, a bigger and organization,
3: you which you is get cool. The, you get the feeling in this organization, like, they're kind of the fuck-ups. <laughs> like, yes. like, the, yeah. like, the original... Like the bigger brand, like the bigger organization, you know, doesn't want to deal with them because I don't want to deal with Barrett. <laughs> yeah. Well, they even, tell, they even
1: mention that though. They say, oh, we're kind of like the ones that they act like don't exist or Red says some kind of line uh, yeah. to that effect. And then they have to come and save them when they go into the, the mock Schindler the building. the Shinra building that first time. And yeah, that was
0: cool when other, when other, a bunch of other Avalanche people show up to bail them out. I would say the uh, Mare sequence is really cool actually
1: mm-hmm. yeah I know for sure it's uh i I think it's just um there's just so much here that would take us hours and hours to like mm-hmm. really go through but it's like even the small things like I think uh, adding like chadley there to give you extra like incentives to to do things
3: who, who maxed him out did anyone here do that?
1: I uh,
2: I literally need to get my revive spell yeah, like, materia up, and then and that, I then I have them maxed out.
3: He has, like, 18, he has, like, 19 quests, and, like, 18 of them are doable, except for, like, the one that's, like, max out one of every materia. And it's, mm-hmm. like, this will take forever. Like, it's yeah. only the
2: green ones. It's only the green materia that you have to do one of each. The elemental It's just ones. the revive one is
3: so hard. Yeah. yeah. Because I mean, there's he so much AP, there. like, AP on it ap up on it and then it goes faster but still yeah
2: it's still a lot and i'm slowly working on it but uh what did you guys think of roche i mean he's barely in it as i said who is he (laughs) like i don't remember the motorcycle motorcycle oh i thought he was actually really interesting i I, I was so disappointed that he was only in that chapter i really thought he was going to be in several i thought thought he'd come
1: back when you did the motorcycle thing again I thought yeah, he
3: Yeah. I thought he'd be kind of like he was like a you know a guy that was like I want to kill Cloud myself or he you know he would help you out occasionally like the you know basically the Goku Vegeta relationship or something. But he's in there once and that's it. And- is <laughs> probably,
2: I mean, he'll be in the sequels hopefully. But
0: oh yeah, they're setting him up to be a big bad later for sure. I really enjoyed that boss fight and I enjoyed his setup as a character. But yeah, disappointed that he
2: did not reappear. But Again, I got... love that he had all of the the motorcycle tricks that you see in Advent Children. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, well they had something to take from there. So. well they
2: took a lot actually, more than you think. Man, that was a that was not
0: the easiest trophy doing that thing with eighty percent health. Yeah, because he he will uh, he will wreck you with some of his attacks.
1: Or if not, that's why you go back and play it on easy. Ah, yeah, you can do that too. <laughs> I hated that boss with the stupid. Um... The bi- the the big bike thing that basically ends the oh, original game.
2: Chapter, yeah,
3: uh, yeah, God, I, I, I hated that thing. <laughs> the motor, the mo- Yeah, it's kind of like the motorball or something. But Belly I, of yeah, the, the motorball.
0: Uh, oh, I I loved Belly of the Beast.
1: Well, not no, not I liked the it chapter. It, it I hated definitely. that boss fight. Was, uh, oh, man. I, I
3: thought
0: it was helpful. That I think Red Thirteen kept healing you,
3: though.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't no. think that boss fight was particularly. I, I thought it was a nice bit of spectacle. I yeah, I really, definitely. I really enjoyed it for that.
2: <laughs> it, it it was one of the boss battles. I was like, okay, the spectacle's done. Let's go. It it, it went yeah. a little long, me, but mm-hmm. I, all I know, guys, is after playing this, I I, I have a more. Uh, it's not a good movie still, but uh, Advent Children is a lot more important.
1: Yeah, I, it's still a very boring movie. <laughs> Well, I mean, you still have to watch the,
2: the complete edition, because yeah. I still don't understand how they, like, the complete edition was like, here's 30 minutes more movie, and I'm like, okay, there's more fight scenes. No, it's the 30 minutes that explain the fucking movie. It's right. the whole plot of the game, the movie, which so, is still not great, and the characters are rough. but I yeah. have
0: not seen the complete edition. I've only seen the it's, confusing as hell original version.
2: It's still slightly confusing after the complete yeah. edition. And the characters are still kind of eh. But, as far as the way Final Fantasy VII remakes going, it is definitely after Advent Children, and it shows it a lot. I, I like the theory that the three elemental guys you fight at the end, uh when you're in the the Fate yeah,
3: world, the, the, the big yeah, the big time battle, the, the or
2: whatever fight,
1: the Fate stuff, yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. That the theory is that those three Fate guys are the three guys from Advent Children.
1: Well, yes, I mean, that's have a
2: theory, yeah.
3: The co- their colors are blue, red, and yellow. I thought they were the, the, the nephews from from
2: uh, Ducktales. Perfect, that, that, that works too. And also, I guess <laughs> I need to go back and watch it. But I went back and watched that podcast again. But I guess when right at the very end, when Sephiroth is talking to Cloud, and about that whole seven seconds, what are you going to do with it thing? Yeah, seven. Cloud seconds. asks, Cloud asks if Sephiroth is real. And Sephiroth touches Cloud, and Cloud grabs his arm. In the exact same spot where he had the Geo Stigma in the movie, so I'm like, God, they're just throwing so much Advent Children in this mm-hmm. this game.
3: Well, there's a scene when uh, Sephiroth falls off the building and he lets the whispers like catch him, where like you see the two on his shoulder for a second. So I, did, I just thought it was like a clone or something.
1: Right. I mean, that's Nomura all over. Like he's great. He that's a hallmark of Kingdom Hearts of throwing different things at, from previous games or whatever. Like he is very good at that. Uh, so it doesn't surprise me at all that he is putting in things from other, you know, seven lore in there and just, it's uh, good. using that to perfection because he's great at doing little touches like that. So, um, it's the that's bigger great. story that'll have the problem. <laughs> yeah, that's what I worry about. is like, I'm very scared of, not necessarily that they can. That they'll put in that they, this allows them to kind of do whatever they want, which they won't do. I don't think they're going to. I think that they know that if they really went that route, it's going to hinder the games as they go on. Well, I think well, you will get most of the, this is what happened in those areas. You'll still get to do a lot of that stuff, but it gives them I, a little license. Go ahead, go ahead.
3: I think one thing that'll make way more important is, uh, like Yuffie and you, and like Wutai. They kept, they kept bringing yeah. it up over and over. Yeah. And, like, they, they said yeah.
1: Wutai way more.
3: In the original yeah. game, it's barely said at all. Like, you go there yeah, you like, don't even
1: know what, what, the what the hell Wutai is for, is, I think, in the original game. Uh, of course, also, you get to a certain point where you can kind of go get Yuffie whenever you want. It doesn't really matter. Yeah, he I just, guess.
3: yeah, you just find her in the forest and she robs you a few times and then you yeah, yeah, I think. I the do only think time...
1: Vincent, both Vincent and, and Yuffie will be tied into the story this time. They will not just be optional characters. Oh, yeah. There. Yeah. 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 I, I think the only so time big in avid children as well.
2: I think the only time uh Wu Tai is even said in the original one in Midgar is uh Ares uh foster mom says it. Yeah.
3: He's like, oh after the war with Tai or something like that. Yeah, I think that's the
2: only time I, I, I even noticed it be said and it's said a lot in the remake. So we're talking about like the next stuff. So I I'm curious. So obviously the first part was just Midgar. If they're going basic beats as far as the original storyline goes, where do you think is
1: a good stopping point for the second part?
2: Oh uh, when Aerith dies. I
1: don't think they can even go that far yet. I think they might even prolong the Aerith dying. I think I think,
3: I think aerith will die and that'll be the hardest stop ever.
1: <laughs>
3: it'll be like immediately you'd be like insert disc three or you know, wait for you. it'll continue on in three years or something like that.
1: Oh how <laughs> know. I, I, I think just think they that they're going to do something I, where she gets her death gets delayed and they have her die s- later, so you don't know exactly when.
3: Okay, she might not die, but it they'll still make it to the ancient temple.
1: That's fair.
2: I, I honestly think that they're going to stop at the Golden sauce. I think they're going to have a bunch of mini-games I mean, and stuff there that after you beat the story, then a lot of things you can go back and... I, I think they've said that it's going to be a little bit smaller. Than they were hoping for already, so I think that's a good stopping point because you can add a lot of mini game stuff there. What
3: well, I mean, yeah, but I in-game. think getting Aerith is like to the ancient temple isn't that much further in the in the story. Like it's you know Kate, uh, Kate says Jackson materia, and then they go to the ancient temple anyway. So it's not not like it's like forty more hours of then hunting it down. It's like oh, it's just like just the next big area, <laughs> or it's like a stupid forest, and then and then the uh, temple. <laughs>
1: I I don't, I don't know. It just depends, right? Because, like Nomura says, he wants it to come out faster, but that means they have to add less stuff. It can't be as big. Uh, I don't think don't it'll be open it... world. No, it won't be. No, I don't think so either. I think that's one thing that they're going to dispel very quickly. They say they're looking at it, but I just don't think that they're truly looking at it. I think that they this is just the... what you got in Midgar is what you're going to get. Like you're going to yeah. get. Uh, you might get more chances to explore like you might have more chapters where you actually go out and do things uh than in the then in this game where you only had like really three Mm. and maybe there's a little bit of uh, final fantasy 15 where you can kind of there's a little bit of a hub where you can go around and uh yeah i I don't think there's gonna be an overworld i think it's too complicated for them it's too much for them to to try to do i think with
3: I think what they could yeah. do... I don't, I don't, anyone remember Assassin's Creed 2? Yeah. Like, there were, like, mm-hmm. three, three cities in that game could kind of travel between all three of them. And I think, like, they were smaller than, like, Brotherhood, like Rome. But I think right. they'll do something like that.
0: Just jump to a chocobo. Uh, jump on yeah. the chocobo, get to the next area. Yeah. Or maybe you can drive a really cool car. <laughs> sure.
2: what, what are What are things that you guys want to see different in the second one?
1: I don't I'll really... it so I don't long, long since them. I played those parts of the game. No, I, I mean, just
2: mean I'm, from not I, from the original. I'm talking about differences in the gameplay that we have, had in this one. I mean, oh, there I were see. some
3: minigames games in original Final Fantasy VII that I thought were like terrible, like the uh, Cosmo Canyon power defense mini game. It's like I
1: don't. I love play that. Fort Condor. What are you talking about? No, <laughs> I mean they could improve uh, that some, so it's not so kind of generic. Yeah. But I'm down with that. Like, I think well, they're gonna, gonna have to include that. Yeah, snowboarding, that's going to have to be in... Do you think
3: uh, the Chocobo race will be completely random this time? Or you think it'll be like a race, you know, it'll be like an actual game?
1: I think Maybe it'll actually game. be a game, because they'll have the ability to make that bigger.
0: Yeah. Uh, it could be a passive thing, like some of the, you know, like stock car races or whatever that stuff in Yakuza is, for. Like right, right like you're kind of optimizing...
3: Yeah, or, when you use boost and brake and all that stuff.
0: Yeah, you're, you're optimizing your parts for a particular racetrack, and you're triggering certain things.
3: What well, would it be like press X to boost or press X to give the Chocobo a mm-hmm. error, but you only have five for race?
0: Yeah, I'd expect something like that, potentially. It'd be I, crazy going, if you could actually control the Chocobo, like directly.
1: Right, going back but to I like, think, Randy, you are getting... Oh, yeah, sorry, sorry. sorry.
0: Uh, I wow, think I was... Randy was getting at how do we want them to tweak the current game mechanics? Mm-hmm. So, like, how do we want them to innovate on the RPG gameplay? I,
3: I I know you guys, or at least some of you liked it. I didn't like that weapon upgrade system.
0: Like, oh, I it, really like
3: it. I, I liked the idea of it, but I actually thought, like, navigating the stupid circles was really annoying. So if it's just, like, a menu, or like just, just a big sphere grid, instead of just three, one, three of them that have, like, these nodes on it that's, like, Okay, I have been yeah. cycling between these. Until I yeah, what I, I want. do agree with you Mark. It was certain. a
1: little bit of a like I had to go in a circle, and then I had to yeah. be reading the thing to tell me which one had what, and to remember yeah. which one I had that, only, that hadn't been unlocked yet. You and know? it's
3: always like, well, I always want to unlock the new material slot, so I have to keep cycling until I find that one, and then you know go from there. And it's like. Uh, Let's make it I one big wheel, or just like a menu.
0: <laughs> I thought it was pretty obvious which ones you'd already um, leveled, but I do agree that there were a couple of them that are not. Firstly, like switching not within one of those because uh, they're like little universes, right? They're like little right. little yeah, galaxies, like, little, like, yeah. that are floating near each other. Like within one galaxy, it was fairly easy to cycle around between the different uh, um, upgrades. But actually switching between galaxies I thought was finicky. And then there were some upgrades that were kind of outside. They were not within any of those particular spheres that I thought were really hard to reach, where I would just keep fumbling, like, okay, left, right, up. Like, which way actually gets me to this particular upgrade? So I I agree. It was weird navigating it. Um, I don't know if I would like a list better. I just think if they fixed the navigation...
3: Well, that's it. yeah, I mean... Say you you make want, it a little I, bit more relative, like, I which way the, you're
0: pointing your thumbstick.
3: I mean, I think the, the way they did upgrades in Final Fantasy 15 was great, because it was just like, you know, it's basically the same system, if you really think about it, but it just presented a cleaner menu.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like a spear grid and 15. Yeah.
3: My yeah. biggest complaint, at least about this one, that I hope they kind of fix is, like, all the Materia switching. It's like, between every fight, it is played a Squat Materia, and it's yeah. like, this is not, like... It wasn't, like, anything huge, but it was more, like, elemental stuff. It's like, okay, well, this this enemy is weak to ice, so it's like, okay, so the next boss is weak to fire, so I have to switch it out real quick. And, you know, the fifth. Well, time... but that's got, the point, little... though.
1: I think that was sort of the point. They wanted you... First of all, they didn't really want you to be looking at which boss you're fighting next, so you kind of no, knew I... beforehand. They wanted you to walk in and not be prepared... No. Right.
3: What, I, what I did was I went into the fight, cast Assess on it, figured out, what you know, such resistance, and then reset the fight. <laughs> eh.
1: Well, yeah, but... I I it... just tried I just tried to be prepared for things,
0: you know, based on which area. You know, it's you don't have to switch material out that much. It's really more the area, right? Like, when you're in one of the maker reactors, you want to have lightning because you're going to be fighting a lot of robots. So there are just certain things... We're like, okay, this particular materia is going to carry me through this larger section. And then maybe I'm going to need a secondary materia for this one boss. Uh, it didn't – maybe only once or twice did I go into a boss fight and realize I didn't have what I needed and had to reset. Like most of the time, I had what I had, what I needed on me. I, I didn't really switch as frequently as Mark seems to imply you have to.
3: Well, I always, uh, well, I... I, I always kept elemental on Cloud's weapon. Uh, it really kicked me off when I got one of... You basically only got one of those materia. Like,
1: uh-huh. it would have been
3: nice if had that. Yeah, we have to do all of uh, Chadley's quests, and it's like... <laughs> yeah, I'm to grind out for 100 more hours, and yeah, I can get the second one. But that's not going to happen.
1: <laughs> I don't, I got the second one pretty quick. Huh? Well, uh, but... I mean, you get
3: the second one, you, you have to get all of Chadley's stuff.
1: No, I got the second... You get the second one from the robot thing. The rope When you're using... When the robot hand... Like it's there in one of those like hidden.
3: That's only the so, first one. There's only two in the game.
1: Yeah, but I, I'm in Why? I, mean, well, I, I must have gotten the Chadley thing much quicker than you think, because I had the second elemental pretty quick. Like, it didn't take that that long for me to do. That. But
3: yeah, there's only two. That's what I'm just reading right now. Yeah,
1: there's only two. There's but one like, chapter
3: six. That's the robot uh, hand crap, and then the, the other one is chap you know, chapter fourteen.
1: Yeah, which I don't think has to do with Chadley. I think it has to do with something else. If I remember right, or is it? Um,
3: That's the angel. I mean, I actually did that quest. It's the angel, uh, guardian angel thing. I I did that one, but I didn't get it. Or something. Some I think it's hidden
1: them. somewhere, and you have to find it. Or, um, but yeah, I mean, I I think uh, for the most part the one thing I never had a complaint about, the the way I dealt with the, what Mark was complaining about was, um, I just had certain elements stay with certain characters. And then I knew, okay, if I needed to have ice, well, I need to have Tifa's kind of the ice person. Cloud is my fire person and wind person. And Barrett's the lightning person. So
3: what you're and saying Tifa's an
1: ice queen. <laughs> But yeah, like I just, I kind of had, and eventually when we got enough material slots, I just kind of gave elementals to all of them. So I never really had to switch it out. So I eventually, you know, I know that's something you can't really do when you get to hard mode. You kind of have to think about your material a bit more because you can't just be spamming MP. But for the normal mode, it was, I didn't, I just did that. I had them all learn magic and all kind of be good at that. But I mean, I think for the most part, The one thing I never had to complain about with this game was gameplay. It was always fun. It was always engaging. It was the perfect decision. I think a lot of people were complaining about, oh, God, I want my turn base. I want my turn base. And it's like, I don't think I hear anybody complain about the Mm -hmm. gameplay when you're done with this game. It's like, in fact, now I want every other Final Fantasy game to have this gameplay (laughs) because Mm -hmm. it's the perfect marriage of, Having the turn based system of still okay, I gotta go through some of the menus and I gotta go through, you know, picking my abilities and stuff, and I can also put them to shortcuts, but I am I'm actually attacking. I'm actually making the movements and doing the dodge rolls and blocking and and all that stuff. So like I thought that was great. I know there's how do you guys feel about the whole um enemies can interrupt your magic attacks? Uh,
3: I, I wasn't a huge fan, but mm. I guess it was fine. I, I, um, I guess I didn't mind magic. I mean, I was more annoyed by, like, limit breaks. Because sometimes it made just kind of walk away. And I'm like, wait, I wasn't in the yeah, middle of that. Was,
0: animation. That's funny when you just limit break into nothing.
1: Yeah. That yeah. happens
0: with me with Tifa quite a bit, actually. Uh, I didn't At- have Tifa that much of would kick issue.
1: ass with her. Uh, I I immediately changed all their limit breaks when they got to level 2. So I don't know uh-huh. if you guys did that or not. Like, her uh, Dolphin yeah, I Fury forgot. thing kicked ass. Uh, like,
3: I forgot to get Barrett's and, and Tifa's second one. <laughs> so... The the one guide I read it was like, oh, use bear's catastrophe limit break, and I was like, wait, what? And then I forgot. Like, <laughs> should have told, said like, hey, go back to the uh, Coliseum and finish this up real quick.
0: No, those limit breaks are awesome. I, I equipped them as soon as I had them.
1: Yeah, I, Th- that's, that's kind of interesting how far they go so with that too.
0: Yeah, I I don't t- again I I don't really see very much that needs to change as far as the gameplay goes. I agree with you, Sean. I, I think it's pretty much perfect. Uh, I think Mark has a point that there are certain interface things that could be refined. Uh, but there's nothing egregious. Like if Final Fantasy VII Remake Two came out and it was exactly the same systemically as Final Fantasy VII Remake, I would not complain.
2: Yeah, the, the one thing I would I would like to see changed, it, it would be interesting, is now that we're getting in like into the next stage of this world, and in the original, you know, you could change your party members and stuff. It'd be really cool if we saw a, somewhat of a Final Fantasy X. Take to this where you, where can they're swap all out available. Where you can swap them out mid-battle. I mean, because we have a ton of material already, so you can already have these layouts. So, I mean, I don't know how technical that would be, but it would be really cool if you could just hit a button and all of a sudden you're switching Tifa out for for Barrett because you needed a, a ranged attack or something. It would be, I, I think that would be cool.
3: Let me, Let me pose this: What do you guys think about a sort of makes you teleport around the arena?
2: <laughs>
0: uh, see, that's my. I was so happy that all that teleporting stuff and like throwing your sword around and having to leave, like leaving battle to regen and all that stuff that was in 15 that they didn't do any of it. Because.
3: So let me, let me ask, let I me mean, pose two questions. How do you think Red 13 is going to play?
1: Mm. Uh, uh, like he did in the original game? Like this. Yeah. Well, he's I he's mean, a close range fighter that can also.
3: Yeah, but in. in, uh, in remake, he's, like, jumping around and shit. I mean, like, quite literally. Like, you know... Like,
1: I mean, you can do that with Tifa, too. Uh, like, so, yep. yeah. He'll have a yeah, jump
0: across the battlefield. Tifa's not running running across walls. <laughs> like, you know... Yeah, but that's, you know, you yourself yeah. uh, pointed out in the previous show that Cloud can do stuff in cutscenes that he doesn't
2: do in gameplay. Yeah. So yeah, I don't see how this is anything. And that's every video game ever. Yes, exactly. <laughs>
3: a- and... I mean, like, the other question is, like, what if they just said screw it and amped up the battles so you could play as, you know, all five characters? Uh, That that would
1: be be amazing, but I don't know that it's going on the next gen.
3: I mean, that's the thing. is. Do you think 7R2 will be on PS4 or PS5?
1: Oh, it'll be on both. Yes. Well, I mean, like, maybe. Oh, well, no, it depends, right? If we're talking about a year from, if we're talking about 2021...
3: I'd say 2021, it, it would be. It's talking 2022, maybe yeah. not. But then also, like, I mean, even if this game looked the same on, like, a PS5, but it's like, hey, you get got to just all nine characters, and there's no slowdown.
0: I fully expect that they'll do a cross-gen kind of thing. I'm sure they've thought about this, the way they've planned out this uh,
1: trilogy or more, this series. Well, depending on how that much they th- really planned out of it.
0: <laughs> I, I mean, they must have known that it would span generations, so I'm hoping that their um the way they're building this and the way they're doing their assets is in such a way that the assets can carry forward with uh just higher fidelity, maybe. So and that they could easily do a cross gen version. So or a question, remake of uh remake for next gen once next yeah, gen happens. All right. I so, hope so they can do what is, Randy
1: says, but I just feel like this is more of the way that we've seen Nomura do... And what we've seen them do kind of lately with Final Fantasy is we're just going to have our... I hope they don't. I hope that this is part of the whole, okay, we're moving away from Midgar. Now we do get to have a little bit of the changing your party and getting more freedom with your party. But I'm also worried about with having the chapter system, they will also still have the set teams. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, this is where we're going to have this team and that team and... Yeah, I hope not, but I am worried that that could still happen.
2: Randy, you so, had a though. Yeah, so my question is, are we going to get to this point where you, you start Resident Evil, or Jesus, Final Fantasy VII Part Two, and everyone's going to be level 50? Or do you just transfer your characters over? Or does everyone reset at level 1? What do you think they're going to do with this?
3: I think it'll be both. Like, if you can bring in a new character, or bring in your current save, that you'll you know, it'll start at 50 but if not, it'll probably start at, like, level 30 or something.
1: Mm. Yeah.
3: And it'll be, like, an MMO expansion. Like, they'll have, like, 10 more levels or, like, 20 more levels and, like, new abilities and stuff, but it's not going to be quite as quite a big hill to climb. Also, I think, like, I don't know if you guys used it much, but, like, that enemy skill material was, like, useless, so they might have more yeah. of that. Yeah, they only I have like that too. four. Yeah, four. I got, like, three of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like, well, the uh, other
2: one you get is in the hard mode when you get you the Marlboro, which uh, I haven't done yet, but...
3: But yeah, they're like, cause, you know, enemy skill, like the original games, you have like, you know, 30 skills or whatever, and this one you have four.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think that was just a, a setup for the skill for later. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, I hope you do, I think you will be transferring over your save just to make you feel like this is a progression. But yeah, I think there will be some kind of a level reset yeah. or. Even a level upgrade. Or maybe they just let you take your from where you are and just go, okay, well, we'll do a level cap 70 now or whatever. Yeah,
0: but like, again, uh, they've got to be planning for at some point in like 2024 or whatever, there's going to be, or later maybe, but there's going to be some kind of a complete edition where you're just going to play through all, all the Final Fantasy Remake games in succession and carry that stuff oh, over. Oh, yeah, of
1: course. I mean, yeah, they,
0: they must have that, thought about that. that. That's 10 years from now. <laughs> <laughs> right, but. You you gotta lay the groundwork, yeah. So I again, I fully expect them to carry over your progress. I wonder if
1: there will be a time where that will just be seamlessly all one game, and there will not be parts anymore. It will just be a, by that point you have Ooh. bought all four of the discs or whatever four of the games, and they'll just it'll unlock it to where you can just play it all in one go, or something. I don't know how they would do that, but. Are, are, are we even sure that we'll still be talking... Like, this won't go beyond PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X? Really? <laughs> That's what I'm worried about. Like, No, I didn't get
3: a <laughs> PS5, or, you know, yeah. that'll be the
1: limit. Yeah, I, I do worry about as bigger as the story gets, we do know how... I don't know that I trust Square Enix to be able to tell a cohesive story throughout however many games this is. I am uh, a little bit worried can... about... This falls I off the rails.
3: Uh, I can assure you, it's going to. <laughs> oh,
1: <laughs> have he, faith.
3: He, ever have some? Ever hear something called Kingdom Hearts?
1: Have faith. I don't this think it'll get that far be like because that, no, there this... you're talking about different. Like as long as we don't ever see a Final Fantasy VII remake, uh Dirge of Service*. Because the hell we we wanted to do that, I think we'll be all right. So. Uh,
0: it, Randy, you're convinced that they have a plan for all this new stuff that they're yes. doing with it and are, and I've already thought completely through how it's gonna mesh with the original stuff. so you've got they've got a story Bible they've got it all laid out. they know what they're doing. is your position, right?
2: Yes at least like, cliff notes
0: gotcha I mean, I was, I've been gone. burned so many times by media that set up big mysteries or set up big arcs and then did not deliver on them.
2: Oh all right. There is uh, still a, a huge chance that whatever cliff notes they have get burnt and, mm-hmm. and they change things up. I think it's going to be as, so as much a, harder for them because this
1: is—go ahead, sorry.
2: But, I mean, as a wrestling fan, I know that <laughs> through and through, things change. People's ideas change. But I think I mean, gonna, with how much detail that they have in this first one, that they they have a game plan for the rest of it.
3: Are we going to find out that Rikishi ran over uh, Cloud in the car? <laughs> <laughs> he did
1: it. He did <laughs> it. I mean, he did it for several. I, uh,
3: I think they might have. Well, I mean, they literally just said like a month ago or a few weeks ago, hey, we're planning episode two or planning 7R2. And I'm just like, what do you mean, planning? Like, <laughs> that's kind of scary when you say they, it like that. Well, like, they supposedly
1: mean, been working on have it since to... E3 of last year. But...
2: Yeah,
1: I mean, obviously, you have to
2: plan on what things you're going to work on and stuff.
1: I, I think they I think were, they some of one. it was also they were waiting to see the reception to this game yeah. first, you know. Uh, to see how many people would get upset about there is some fluctuation here, how many people are upset about the ending, how many people are, you know, how many people start clamoring for, well, you better have this thing in the game, you better have, like, Uh, you know. Listening
0: to vocal fans is always, see, that's the beginning of the end for any uh, (laughs) any kind of ongoing series.
1: I don't think that they're listening to them necessarily. I think it's more about just, what is the overwhelming reception like? You know what I'm saying. But you wouldn't
0: like, you wouldn't want to backtrack from stuff that they just set up. Right. You know you wouldn't you wouldn't want to polarize a Skywalker and like undo a bunch of stuff that the movie before you did.
1: Well, I mean they kind of did that with going from eight to nine. So <laughs> you know it's been huh? proven. Um, well, I'm saying with like. Going from whatever, whatever that was, the Last Jedi to Rise of Skywalker, that's exactly what I'm
0: talking about.
1: Yeah,
0: you wouldn't want to do that uh, in Final Fantasy. You wouldn't want to say like, "Oh, the fans didn't like this part of what we're doing with Sephiroth, so let's change what Sephiroth's scheme is, or what the yeah. meaning of the whispers is, or any of that stuff." Right? That you wouldn't want to go back on that, or you wouldn't want to write the whispers out now just because there are some people who hate the whispers.
2: Well, they're kind of written out. You defeated them.
0: Yeah,
1: well, yeah, you kind of did change I mean, fate there. Back. So you think
0: they're going to be completely gone? I cannot imagine them being completely
1: gone.
3: I think, I think if they make a second one, they make a second. One, I think they'll be vastly less important. Like they might pop up like one or two sequences, but that'll be about it.
0: But again, if they they're, I think they are if the whispers are not a there. Well, I, I completely. I, again, I was not a huge fan, but I feel like they're committed now. And if you don't have the whispers, is the story going to diverge way more now? I don't like, know that you need the women's territory. I think,
1: I think the point was that you beat them, you change fate, the other stuff that happens in the next I, I think for one, first of all, like there's just too many of those little towns that there's gonna yeah. be things that either they skip over or like they're gonna do like where they're more in like hub areas and you don't necessarily you're not going to every single little town that was on that overworld map. You so could you're just
0: you sh- do- a linear section. You could just do like a Final well, Fantasy 13 style. That's what I think what Go from do. town to town.
1: Yeah.
0: You're on, you're just on a, for a while you're on the track while you're doing all the little towns and then you get back from like, the little towns into one of the big towns and then Oh, yeah. I, I think like, like the bigger Slauze.
3: towns will be like the areas that, you know, are like the side quest areas in this game. You know, it'll be like Zunan and like Golden Saucer. And I, I think it'll be fucking calm. Mm-hmm. Or it'll be like Nibbleheim, or Nibbleheim, whatever, whatever it's called.
1: Yeah. You think we'll really, will go to all those towns?
3: I think for at least a chapter. I mean, but that's why I say, like, the game will be huge, or it'll take forever, because I think, like, there are, like, one or two towns that it's, like, no one's going to care about, but I think, you know, Final Fantasy VII has such a, you know, heritage, or, you know, such a nostalgia for most people, that people are going to be outraged about, like, oh, I couldn't, I couldn't, uh, you know, pilot the busted ship on the water for, like, you know, the tens minutes you actually do that in the game. <laughs>
1: yeah i couldn't do the cpr minigame oh wait well that's that'll be in there probably but (laughs) i'm just making a uh yeah it it is gonna be that's gonna be so hard for them of like what do we choose to put in this do we wind up having to go back and let you be able to do that part in the next game because you couldn't do it in this game like it's like Or is it skipped entirely? Do they start adding DLC that lets you do these things because they couldn't fit it into that, into the game? Like, that's what I'm worried about. It's like, how big is this going to wind up becoming? Because Midgard was such a linear slice that they could just expand upon. When you start going into these, like, what was an open world that you spent some of these towns you didn't spend very much time in, but people are going to want to be able to visit them. How do they handle that? That's going to be, I think, the biggest thing of all of them.
3: Yeah, my yeah. my ultimate theory is that you know whenever the game is finished and they reveal the uh, like the big actual like whisper boss, it'll be like the near automata DLC, where it's just going to be the
0: Square Enix CEO. <laughs> <laughs> if it faces him,
1: mm-hmm.
0: no, it's going to be Mickey. Yeah, bring it back full circle.
1: No, oh, yeah, Mickey. <laughs> Can you imagine?
0: Well, <laughs> oh, actually, it would probably have to be maybe Donald is behind it since he is the most uh, powerful wizard in all of Square.
1: Yeah, it'll be uh, I mean,
3: it'll, it'll
0: be it'll be Squall from Final Fantasy
3: VIII
2: because no one liked him.
1: That'll just be like <laughs> oh now this mouth. all connects to Final Fantasy VIII. Yeah. <laughs> like,
2: well, there there is theories that that the Promised Land is Final Fantasy Ten.
1: Uh, oh God, let's. Well, I mean, Final, isn't there people from okay? There's definitely people from thirteen right that are working this, Isn't there people from ten that are also working on this as well, so like Navy.
0: Yeah, a lot of the Uh, 10 team is also the 13 team, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, because there's definitely, like, there's already been a proven that, like, there's a lot of clouds, look, that comes from Lightning. So we'll see. uh, Well, Lightning was always
0: meant to be a kind of a female cloud, I guess. Yeah? So it makes sense that they, they kind of go back and forth between those two characters. I would love to see Lightning again in something. Put her in a Kingdom Hearts game.
1: I mean, there is a lot of. I mean, you got the stagger system in thirteen. You got a lot of the linearity from thirteen. You got. I mean, there's there is a lot of thirteen in in that game. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, and there's a lot of fifteen as well in there. But I I will say, like, I really appreciate that. There's a lot of people that do not like the thirteen games and don't like the fifteen game, and they took a lot of what made those games good and put that all into this game. Uh, You know, so props to those to that team I guess for that totally and, agreed. and of course the music where we'd be oh, without so like I mean even though a lot of them are like variations on on the same I mean to me yeah theme, that was so. it
3: that was my thought I was like, like yeah, this, this is like better quality Final Fantasy 7 music
0: <laughs> man some of the stuff okay of course not everything is leaked on YouTube but some of the stuff that's leaked on YouTube from that set I've just been like I've been listening to that new version of One Ringed Angel like Two three times a day now. I mean, I've heard it like a hundred times since that game came out.
1: No, yeah, I mean, even I even like the theme song uh, that they made only for this game. That I think it's the only Uematsu uh, work. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's pretty really awesome. That's new. So yeah, yeah, but, uh,
0: that that's but, really I, good. All all the new stuff. I, I don't. I'm not as crazy about the stuff that's all new, which is basically the music that underscores the whisper sequences. That's where most of the new score is. That's not like mm. an adapted work, uh, and it feels way more like modern film music to me than the rest of it. Like it doesn't feel quite uh, as classic as the um, the stuff that's based on the old themes.
1: Oh, kind of reminds of, a little bit of some of, of the Brian. stuff that's it based on the old bit themes. Of Brian Tyler. Great.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, every, anything that they're doing where they're adapting uh, the old stuff is fantastic, uh, and it's not the the new music is not bad. Like the, um, it's just all kind of, it all sounds, uh, kind of Brian Tyler like, like if you know who Brian Tyler is, I do. His, yeah, his, <laughs> the way he writes action music, like that's kind of the vibe I'm getting from, from the whispers music.
1: Yeah, but I just, I never had, like, there were so many times I'm just totally pumped, Getting ready for this, like, awesome music that's coming on. Let's go. Let's, let's kill this boss. What I mean, the, the air buster fight, when that thing comes on, it's like, oh God, here we go. This feels awesome. You know, it's like, yeah. It, um, I think for the, they just nailed that. There's so much they could have done wrong. And they, they absolutely nailed all the variations on the battle theme. All the, it's amazing how many of those freaking that they made. It feels like they made like 10 or, 20 of those and each one of them sounds awesome so uh you know i, I love the collecting the music into the jukebox
3: yeah except i missed stuff. one that
1: i missed one not. too i don't know where the hell it is
3: i missed i think like it was like number seven and it's like oh I talk to gold mm-hmm. woman in chapter 14 and i was like i mean i where like i mean chapter 14 is the biggest biggest zone so it's like which where, where do i have to go to talk to the person <laughs>
1: I think that's the one I missed, too. Number seven, yeah.
3: I figured you'd like buy it in like, the Shinra building, like one of the, you know, vending uh, machines or whatever.
1: But I guess, and, overall, well, well, if we're going to put a rating on yeah, the game, now that we've all have finished it, where are you at with that? Who wants to go first? Well, <laughs> Randy, you were the first one that finished it. Well, I mean... So.
2: I would solidly go 9.5, but we don't do points. So I will probably say a nine, uh, has some issues in the game. Well, me personally, I think it's, it's one of my favorite games of all time, but if I'm looking at it critically, th- th- there are some things I would have liked to see changed in it. Uh, some pacing moments that would have been a little bit better. Uh, fantastic game though. So I'd, I'd give it a nine only cause we don't do the point system anymore.
1: Yeah. I, I that's where I went was a nine. It's a, it's a, fantastic game it's everything i wanted from the final fantasy 7 remake you got all the characters are improved you learned a lot more about the game i absolutely have a treasure now for Biggs, jesse and wedge that i didn't even really care about them at all from the original game it's like uh it, all the little interactions all the just I think the side quest might be the only thing that I had an issue with. And sometimes they kind of just kind of wore on you. And I think like there's some improvements like with the map that isn't as um, easy to understand uh, at times. But it's just for an, a- again, it has absolutely flawless gameplay, wonderful music, uh, characters that you remember and were somehow made better. It's just, yeah. Well, it's, yeah.
3: Let, let me ask you then, let me, the question would be I mean, I'll look get to Yenzo's rating in a second, but like, what do you uh-huh. think a person who didn't play the original Final Fantasy 7 would think?
1: I think there's, uh, I think the story I mean, is a bigger problem for them.
3: We, we talked about the Sephiroth yeah. stuff, and I mean, yeah, that's the biggest problem, but I mean, like, you just talked about, like, well, yeah, it's great since you have all these characters yeah, but, that you remember and stuff, but it's There's like,
1: nothing I mean,
0: wrong with the Sephiroth stuff for newcomers because it's just a mysterious new, I, thing no, that sets you up ne- for.
1: I think as somebody that has seen it, a lot of people are wondering who the hell Sephiroth is. That have not played that okay. game, they don't understand who he is. They don't understand uh, the whispers make no sense to them because they don't have that nostalgia of yeah, why but, you would need. I mean,
0: how, how long did people put up with the smoke monster from Lost not being it? You know, <laughs> people I don't mean... have a problem with putting up with these kind of mysteries in fiction. I mean, as long as you was... have faith that it's going to be paid off eventually. I, I never. Is... Seen...
3: I never saw a jack kick on the smoke monster with a sword before, so... so I
0: don't know, but that's... Honest, that's something that could have happened by the time that show was over. would have over. <laughs> You know, by the time they're having a fist fight in a cave over a magical artifact, it might as well be a sword. Or the stupid switch. <laughs> the only only sword that can slay the smoke monster. No, but you know what I mean. The, the, people... There, there are. We're so used now to serialized fiction that strings us along for a long time, where mysterious and unexplained things happen, that we just have faith are going to be meaningful at some point. That, like, I think the as far as like a a thing that builds intrigue and makes you wonder about Sephiroth and makes you interested in the next game, I think that stuff could play perfectly well. Of course, it's hard to judge. Um, as, I, I, but I, I don't know. My perspective may be closer to what you're asking because it has been again it's been so long since i played ff7 i barely remember ff7 other than like a couple of highlights so it really was as if i was playing a new game most of the time and i loved it you know so much like like 90% of my time with this game i would have rated this game a 10 and the other 10% i was in chapter 14 walking around the map cursing at myself for not knowing where the hell to go so I guess I could deduct the point for that the fact that there is some stuff with the map and the side quests that's a little frustrating uh but if it wasn't for that, it would be a ten for me, but I guess I'm gonna go with a nine like everybody else. I'm gonna give it an eight
3: <laughs> okay I mean I just I mean I'm the one who like finished the latest or finished it like two days ago or you know yesterday or whatever mm-hmm. so a lot of the more annoying parts stuck with me longer or or fresher in my view. Mm-hmm. Like chapter 14, and I thought like I I see why they did chapter 17. Like I, I see why it was fun, I guess, but I just think it went on for too long. Mm. And some of the boss fights, I just like the boss fight, the stupid motorball thing. Like I died on that thing like twice. I was getting pissed. I'm
2: like, mean, well, you, you can't say a boss fight's hard, bad because you sucked at it.
0: I mean, and you just kind of, I didn't think it was a big. I mean, you slash at the at the tires, then it becomes vulnerable. Then you slash at the body. You just have to kind of avoid it when it does the big sweeping attack.
3: Yeah, but I mean, like I, I felt like the controls in that and that part in particular were bad or were like different, than then chapter four, hmm. which I it was kind of weird to me. I'm like, I mean, I know it was, I know it played the same, but it yeah. like, doesn't feel quite as snappy as it did before.
0: It's not that it's. I I don't agree with that. I think it's more that you've just got less space to maneuver.
3: I thought you actually had more because the freeway was like bigger, but mm, but the uh, okay, but uh. I mean yeah I liked it. And, um, it know, just,
0: like it just it just seems like it is way harder to dodge that boss than it is to dodge everything yeah, the you know've you've, you've got to dodge grenades and like even before you get to the you know uh, Roche you know you there's a lot of like uh, kind of grenades that you have to dodge and um you know little drones that are that are shooting lasers that you have to dodge and it just seems like that is way easier to do because you've got more space to maneuver. Even if the road is narrower, I would not remember that. Whether or not it is, or but um, yeah, I don't know. It didn't feel more sluggish to me. It just felt like you had less room to get out of the way.
3: Well, because the bus was way bigger too. That was a yeah. Big, he's a,
0: big, exactly, it's a big, big thing that takes up most of the road.
3: Yeah. Uh, also, the handgasm thing was a little weird. I'm not gonna lie. What
0: handgasm? <laughs> gasm
3: the, the Madam M giving you the like finger massage and Cloud
0: getting off on it. Oh, he don't get, I mean, come on. He does not, he's not getting off. He's just having a pleasurable ma- massage. You know what a good massage feels like. No. I, I had visions of
3: office space with that guy going, talking about the O face. I'm like,
0: no, that was just a really, really nice, deep, relaxing massage for Cloud. I, I did not, there was no, there was no handsy. <laughs> I, I, I don't think there was a happy ending. Let's put it that way. That was a happy ending. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Perfectly on the up and up. That's like, uh, you know, she's, she didn't give him a sponge bath even, like in uh, Red Dead 2. Well, I mean, she kind of does. you ask for it. <laughs> well, we all got the, everybody got the deluxe one, I'm assuming. Because why wouldn't she? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I know. I mean, that, yeah, exactly. Why wouldn't she <laughs> at that point? Is there anything else you want to talk about before we wrap it up? Everybody gave their rating?
3: Yeah. yeah.
1: All right, well. Let's hope that we're not waiting crazy, crazy long time before we get something on part two, at least, to like know where they're headed or some information on where that story is gonna flow. Maybe not get a a complete ending because there was a lot about this game that I give them a lot of that I appreciate. That there was a lot that was we didn't know about, you know. Um, so I appreciate that they kept a lot of that stuff hidden, and hopefully they can do the same. Uh, as we go on, I, I do hope one thing that comes out of this is maybe we get um, at least a Crisis Core remaster or something on the new consoles. I mean,
3: I would take yeah. it as kind of a, it, it, this is an AP, HD upscale, but I mean that game was a PSP. Yeah, so. like they
1: did with uh, Type Zero.
3: Yeah, I mean they kind yeah. of did, they, they did work on that one at least. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, was a, kind cause of quasi remake because yeah. I feel like that game is a lot more important than it used to be now. Uh, along with Advent Children, and and I mean, I don't even know if I don't know how many people like remember playing Dirge of Service or how much of anything is in there from that game. But. I don't.
3: I don't think anything will be in there
1: from that game. <laughs> Maybe once you get oh, to I like don't. Vincent, hmm.
3: yeah. people won't have a
0: fondness for that game. I don't. You know, not necessarily at least. <laughs> yeah, isn't Dirge of Service regarded as kind of the biggest embarrassment?
1: Yes, in the series, exactly. really. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I mean no, because there's still Final Fantasy XIV. But <laughs> what? Oh, no, 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 I no!
0: Meant, I meant okay, right? I meant in the realm of Final Fantasy VII. But yes, oh. you're right. As far as the overall series goes, you the, the launch of fourteen. There's uh,
3: I mean, I actually think like if you
0: are
3: gonna talk about that. I might actually say like Advent Children.
0: <laughs> <laughs> really?
3: Because just because of how nons- nonsensical the plot is, and it's like just building up to this big stupid anime fight sequence at the end. That's um, stupid.
1: It was the best the, part of
3: the scene? Yeah, yeah, I mean, in the original, the that year. was the best
1: part of the damn movie. Because <laughs> that was the only thing that made sense. Well, yeah, it
2: was the only thing that was interesting. That's the thing. Why is it a complete edition? It's better.
1: Yeah, that, mm-hmm. I have the okay. complete edition. It's yeah, it's much makes much more sense. Much more sense. I,
0: I just I just placed an order for that on eBay. Nice. Yeah, it is there out of go. print, unfortunately. The really fancy. Ah, it's like forty bucks. Between, But, you know, uh, there's actually a fancy – there's a CE of that that's, like, going for 115 which yeah. would be nice. But Not no, I'm rug. just going to get the regular one.
1: Yeah. I <sighs> have the Blu-ray of that. I think I found that at a pawn shop for, like, 10 bucks.
0: Nice. Yeah. yeah. I feel I've got to be a – maybe I'm going to become a completionist now when it comes to Final Fantasy VII. I don't really own any of that stuff right now.
3: You're, you're better off. Stop it. You're, you're better off. Stop it, Mark. <laughs> Although, Bad although one. I think you should actually play for Crisis, for, not Core Cry- Crisis. Crisis, uh, Crisis Core. Like, yeah. That is like the one yeah. game that's like really good. Yeah, plus, well,
1: the battle system's cool in that game too.
0: Yeah, I could probably just get it digitally played on the Vita if I really wanted to.
1: Yeah, you can. Me. Okay, or get a PS I guess.
3: Yeah, is that too. Yep,
0: got both of those.
3: I actually had that game. I got a physical copy of that game. I got it from a, from a friend. From a friend. Is well, it online? Is it on digital? I think
1: it is available digitally. Let's see. PlayStation
0: Store Crisis. I
3: mean, I would assume it would be,
0: but... Uh, Okay, there's a theme. There's a game. Yep, let's see. Seed in action. Oh, wait. This is an entry for the... Why no Crisis Core on the PSN Store? Question on Reddit from a year ago. Wow, it may not be. It's Crisis Core on... Oh, it's not. Yeah, I, I didn't think it was. I. Huh.
1: All
0: oh. right. So yeah, I guess I can't I have fun play it that way. The, the bootleg
3: of it. Oh well, yeah, you can that.
1: download the ROM. Yeah. I guess.
0: I don't have a correct uh, PSP.
3: Well, there's an emulator. Or the, oh, there's an Android PSP emulator to play it on that thing if you really want to do.
0: But I suppose. Ah, uh, uh, you know what? All right, I wait for. They're gonna reissue that.
1: Yeah, I feel like they are. I feel like they're just. They're waiting. Cause that that's just gonna make them some money that, and then put it on PC or something as well, like that they do with almost everything else. Yep. Uh, so all right, well that's gonna be it here. We talked a lot about Five Fantasy Seven remake. So we'll see how it continues to shake out as we get these new next gen systems. And yep, yeah, if you are waiting for it to show up on Xbox or PC, you'll be having to wait till. April 10th of 2021, just to play that game. But all of you that have been able to enjoy it, let us know what you think. W2Network at gmail.com. You can hit it, each one of us up at, at Randy Isbell, at Arbitrary Silence, at Humanity Plague, at w 2 Sean, at W2Network for the whole thing. And we'll be back on Saturday morning with a regular edition of the show. And let's see what else gets announced in these crazy times that's going on. Well, until then, Thank you for everybody joining us here. It was fun. And we'll see you later, everybody. Thank you, Sean. Later.